Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show, the podcast. It is Monday night. I am wearing brand new headphones that are much more comfier on my head. And uh, the reason we're recording this Monday night, it's important that I point this out. There are many weeks in which I procrastinate, as we all do. Don't judge me, Internet. And uh, we, we, I, not we, I wait to record this until the night before because, you guessed it, I'm a lazy piece of human garbage. But this week was different. I waited until Monday night to record this hoping, praying, yearning for news about set four for MLB The Show 23. You know the video game that's out right now? It's been out for a little while. You know set four? That exciting new thing that's coming on Friday? Yeah, MLB The Show has not effing addressed it once yet. Now, you're listening to this on Tuesday morning, perhaps? Maybe Tuesday afternoon. By the time you're listening to this, there is a chance they've said something. I hope so. But at Monday, or excuse me, on Monday at 7.32 p.m. Eastern Standard Time in the year of our Lord 2023. Silence. Radio silence. They also were radio silent during the Rays sunburst starburst invitational thing. It's a separate story. Um, STS just dropping L's lately, if we're being honest. But I am stunned, shocked, flabbergasted. That ML SAT word. That MLB The Show and SDS, Sony, anybody involved here, Ramon himself, has yet to say a single thing about set four. When Madden is out occupying people's time. Baldur's Gate is out taking people's time away. In October, we have exciting stuff coming out like Spider-Man. I think some game called Starfield comes out this or next week. Um, t NBA 2K might be dropping, I think, pretty soon. I don't pay attention to that. But all of these exciting things are coming out in mere moments. And SDS is out here giving us Diamond Duo Trevor Rosenthal. Thanks. Great. Um, so in this episode, I was hoping to talk about reviewing what I know so far about Set 4. We don't know diddly shit. So instead, I'm going to give you my hopes for Set 4. Thank you guys for being here. Let's get to the rest of the episode. Right now. So, so here's the thing. I have hopes, just like everybody else, and um, they are they are often often incorrect. I'm gonna do my best. Uh, before we actually get into all the content, by the way, look at my P5 everywhere starting lineup. How fun is that? P5 Griffey, Mantle, Acuna, Chipper, Ellie. J-Ram, Cody Bellinger at first. Yeah, he's P5. Adley, Juan Soto at DH. P5 to ball. Moonshot event is a gift and a curse. Uh, I also went flawless for the 10th time. I have a 10 times flawless batter. It looks pretty effing neat, if I do say mo so myself. Look at look at this. Look, if you're listening, you can't look. Just imagine it. It's orange. It says BR flawless times 10 on it. It's beautiful. But getting back to the crux of what we're supposed to talk about here. We can all shoot for the moon, aim for the stars. I think... An important thing here when looking into set four and getting set four and thinking about set four is yes, we can have our hopes, but let's be realistic here. SDS has shown some signs of communication and listening to the player basis complaints. You know, programs have shifted just a little bit. Some grinds have become shorter. Things are big, or, or sometimes, sort of, 
leaning a little more towards the player base. They're starting to get fixed. But what SDS has not budged on is some of their day one set drop content structure, if that makes sense. Um, so what I hope for, first and foremost, if you guys remember last week, I did a video of over 100 legends and current players that still don't have 99s in the game. You know a great way to give a lot of these player 99s? 30 of them, in fact. Make the Team Affinity bosses 90 fucking nines. I don't feel as if that is asking a lot. And honestly, even though set 3's 97's were actually semi-fun, they were only fun in Conquest and Showdown. <laughs> and if you got them in a BR draft. They otherwise sucked. They were irrelevant to your God Squad. Set 1 in the sets and seasons structure is the only set that can actually get away with giving us 97's on rip, because there's no other cards in the game. But now that there are so many cards in the gosh dang game, and because set 3 is still going to be very playable, we need 99's. It's time. We're on the last three sets now. Set 1, 2, and 3 are done. That was the first half. 4, 5, and 6 are the last three. Unload the chamber. Or the clip, whatever they say. I don't play Call of Duty, but like... Stop shooting blanks! That's a sexual term as well. But listen, it's time for 99s. There are a lot of 99s we don't have. And on the subject of Team Affinity, it is also very much time. Very, very, very much time. That they reduce the offline grind of Team Affinity. Fuck it. Reduce the offline grind everywhere. My hope for set four is that the offline grind becomes less daunting. Or at least... Maybe the offline grind stays there, because we have to, of course, acknowledge the fact that people play this game offline, and they're entitled to play it however they'd like. But add other ways for online-focused players to grind their stuff without having to waste time bashing the Oakland A's' heads in at Shield Woods. I have impregnated Ken Waldachuk enough times with 700-foot nukes at Shield Woods. Save this man's asshole and just let us grind some other way. <laughs> it's enough. I'm sick of the offline grind. I think part of the reason the Show 23 has been so boring for so many people, other than marginally shitty slash inconsistent content, is there is just too much offline grinding for people who'd like to play online. If you're an offline player... You've got plenty of opportunities to grind your stuff. And most of the time, a lot of the time, you don't have to touch online. So for offline players, you might be okay with how everything's laid out. And that's your prerogative. That's fine. But I am imagining a lot of the people who listen to this podcast or subscribe to my channel are online players because that's mostly what I talk about. And what mostly what almost 99% of what I play. So let's reduce the offline grind. Is it possible? Sure. Will they do it? Probably not until next year, if at all. Because it would be a pretty drastic shift midway through a game cycle to do. Now, speaking of things that they did and then stopped doing, I don't know if that transition makes sense, but what, it's my podcast, whatever. Remember this cool thing they did at the beginning of set two? They gave us a core collection of core e Seeger. 
How fun was that? Sick card. Love this card. P5'd it. And in 344 at-bats, I hit 358 with 54 nookie dookies. I even walked seven times. Did not attempt to steal. That's irrelevant. Why have we not gotten another core collection, damn it? If they do it every other set, it's going to be set four. Perhaps we're due. And you know another one of those 99s we still didn't get? Core E. Kluber. I'm, I'm not trying to predict the future. I'm not going to act like the smartest person in the room if there's a set four core collection, Corey, Corey Kluber, that drops. It just makes sense. It's been too effing long. Please, just give us stuff. This game is, is all about collections, yet they've ignored one of the collections. So give us a core collection, please. Uh, I also hope that the collection bosses for the regular collection for set four are not two home runs and then a shitter that not many people care about. And that's no disrespect to Martin DeHigo, the human being. It's just his card is... It's not great. It's okay, certainly, but, like, it's not phenomenal. Basically, what I'm getting at was, like, Adley or Acuna was definitely the first choice. The one you didn't pick was certainly the second choice. DeHigo was the third choice. No questions asked. For most people. Not everybody. And that's fine. But for most people, I would imagine that was the that was the layout there. Give me three bosses that I can't pick from. Like, make it tough. Most people will definitely get two of them. Some people get three. I tend to get all three. Um, but make me really make a decision early on when I get that first pack. Shit, who am I going to take? They do this a lot in BR and World Series rewards, too. Like, this year's, or this season's World Series rewards were Rafi Devers, Al Leiter, Byron Buxton. Devers and Leiter are stone-cold locks for your god squads. I'm telling you all that right now. Byron Buxton is not. Cool defender, a lot of power, can run. He has no contact. And his clutch sucks. He's a BR card. And I hate that for a World Series reward. And then when you talk about BR... I mean, I don't even remember who these BR cards were. The BR cards were McCutcheon, Realmuto, and Dustin May. Dustin May or McCutcheon was first. The other one was second. And if you were so inclined to get a third, JT Realmuto, who's a bag of shit. So they always do this, where it's two super cool or borderline cool cards and one absolute trash can. Give me three really good ones. Don't sprinkle in like... I don't know. Let, let's think who it could be. It could be like, we ha we need another Mike Trout. It could be like Mike Trout. It could be Christian Yelich. They wouldn't do two outfielders, but just go with me here. Mike Trout, Christian Yelich. And then they'll be like, here, your third one. It's Warren Spahn. If they did that, I'll shit my pants live on Twitch. There's no shot they're doing that. They can't. It would make me so upset. Just give us the cool players. The next thing I'd like them to do. Hopes for set four. Uh, here we go. So every set, they've introduced new stuff. In set one, we got Charisma Series. We also got World Baseball Classic Series. Love it. Honestly, I love them both. The Charisma card art's one of my favorites thus far this year. In set two, they released Kaiju, which is fucking stupid. And then Incognito, which look incredible but have dumb as shit nicknames for about 50% of the, of the card base. 
The Flying Dutchman's actually his nickname. That's fine. But I'm pretty sure. Pretty positive. No, I gotta find a good one. No one's calling Brandon Crawford DJ BC Raw. And if they do, I want that person to stop speaking publicly. So, Incognito had 50% execution. Kaiju has sucked from the start. So what did they do in set three? They introduced us to some retro, whatever, all-star and home run derby cards. And then they brought back Kaiju and Incognito cards. Let them die. They're already dead. Put them down immediately. It's time to phase them out. We're all sick of looking at the same card art. <laughs> MLB The Show's card art team is typically incredible. They do insane work. I mean, look at the set collection cards. Look at Chipper, look at Pedro, look at Babe. Insane. Look at set two's collection cards. Look at this card art. Unbelievable. Even set threes was really effing cool and animated. Come on. You guys can be creative. I have faith in you. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. And then the very last thing, in my opinion, that needs to be upgraded and that I'm hoping for. I don't know where I'm going with this menu here. Um, oh, I know where I'm going. I don't know where I'm going. This is twofold. We need better captain cards... And better programs, because they often kind of go hand in hand. Thank goodness the Cal Ripken boost will be gone unless you wildcard Cal Ripken. Ditto for Jimmy Rollins shortstop boost, though they don't really, people don't really use that a ton. But, it's, it's a large problem that those were essentially the only two captains ever used. Really, they're the only two captains people use. Give us captains that are cool. You've proven. You have proven. There's data that if you give us cool captains, Cal Ripken's durability boost, while it doesn't make sense for a lot of players, is cool. Same as the Jimmy Rollins boost. This Vladimir Guerrero free swingers captain was a decent idea. Maybe didn't execute all the way. But, like, these are the types of captains we want. We don't want... Uh, um, where's the shitty one? veteran series captain Elvis Andrus. We just don't want it. We don't want a breakout series captain. I understand those are card series in your game, but no one's using them. So many people use this. The Moonshot event is entirely this. Give us cool captains. Make them higher rated overalls too, while we're at it, but I'll settle for at least giving us cool captain options that we could play with. We're going to get a lot of new captains with set four. They're all going to be team-affiliated captains. I'm talking about some sort of captain's pack that they could release again. Maybe a program that's just all captains, and they're all super cool. We need, desperately, desperately, diversity in these captains. Because the whole point of Sets and Seasons was lineup diversity, and so many people, especially at the Hall of Fame and above levels, use this effing Cal Ripken Jr. boost, and I bet you a lot of people are going to wildcard him over somebody like Chipper or somebody like Mickey Mantle. I just, I can see it already because the boost he gives your team is incredible. I don't use the Cal Ripken boost. I truthfully don't use Captain Boost because I think they're cumbersome to put together 
And I will always forget to take Cal Ripken out of my lineup to put the better and correct player in. So it's just not even worth it for me. Um, well, not that it's not worth it, but because I forget, I just don't do it. Should have said that. But I, I think we need better captains. And along with better captains is better programs. Because so often, captains are tied to programs. What is the last good program we got? I mean... You could argue that the Moonshot program was good because it yielded us a 99, but I would say it sucks because we already had a 99 Kyle Schwarber from like eight weeks ago. Um, the monthly awards programs are always fine. Uh, the number reti retirement program gave us a 99 Fernando Valenzuela. Cool, but it gave us incredible bags of shit beforehand, so that one kind of stunk. I, I think the last good program we got other than extreme, because that's supposed to be good, was the All-Star program. And the All-Star program always hits. There's never a miss in the All-Star program. And the program wasn't even what was good about it. It was all the packs we got. Plus, it was pretty fun to grind, actually, because they made the grind pretty reasonable. Um, yeah, stop jerking our gherkins with these shit programs. It's time to give us better programs. It's time to give us stuff that makes people want to not play Madden, Turn on your game and play it for a weekend to grind out the content to get the players that they want. SDS does, in, this is, this is a, maybe a hot, maybe not a hot take. I'm sure a lot of people share this opinion. But I think it's, it, what I'm about to say is a harsh criticism. And you guys know, longtime listeners of, of my channel and this show, know that I will dish out praise to SDS just as uh, fairly as criticism. Because there are things that SDS will do on occasion that deserve praise. I don't think the important decision makers at SDS who greenlight in-game decisions, because like, yes, you have a content team that creates the content, but ultimately there is somebody above them who says, yes, put it in the game. So whoever those people are above I don't think they either don't have an awareness of what's going on in the video game scene around them or they have this condescending opinion of, well, we're MLB the show. It doesn't matter what games come out. People are going to play it anyway. And idiots like me will do it. But the every person who wants to dabble in a million different games, who loves video gaming in general, who probably has far better mental health than I do for diversifying and playing different games, will not come back to MLB The Show for a number retirement program that features 97 shit cards and then Fernando Valenzuela. They will not come back for another Father's Day program fiasco. Imagine if they did another stupid Mexico City's type of program that just absolutely sucked. We've moved past that. I think, I think that's one of the improvements they've made, if I'm being honest. But they have not improved to great. They've just gone from shit to better. You know, they have not actually gone to good, appropriate content in programs yet. Now, I know this game is just a collect-a-thon. The whole point of MLB The Show this year is just to collect crap cards, put them in a binder, and unlock 99s, like three or four of them, through all these collections. I have been pretty outspoken that I don't think that uh, method is going to work anymore moving forward because I think we're all fed up with grinding for crap because the payoff is not immediate or the, the payoff is not frequent enough. 
But going back to the decision makers, I just think there is a lack of general awareness that people play sports video games. The percentage of people who are like me, who own, who the only sports game they play is MLB The Show, is slim. It's small. They play, they play Madden. They play 2K. They play FIFA. Fuck, they might play PGA Tiger Woods 27. I, like, they might play all these games. There is a cockiness and a lack of awareness about what time of the year we're in. Football starts, I mean, college football's back. The NFL is, is, is incoming. People are going to quickly start turning off if they haven't already MLB the show. Set four and ensuing sets need to slap. I am confident, I think set five, set five will be postseason probably and set six will be finest. If they do it that way, I think that's what's going to happen. Finest always slaps. Finest is always a ton of fun. But it needs to, to, to keep people's interest before we get there. Some decision makers at SDS are not aware of the fact that people want to play other things and they need to be enticed to come back to their game, especially when content has been so stale this year. I know that's a harsh criticism, but I think it's only fair to say because I don't want that to be the case. I want SDS to make decisions and do things that keep people interested. It's good for their brand. It's good for the game. It's good for the player base. It's good for, it's good for content creators, selfishly. It's good for a lot of people. All parties involved would benefit from more attention to the outside world. I understand it's also probably the point in the game cycle where basically everybody at SDS other than the live content team is focusing on 24. I would imagine that's the case. Sony has enough money to get enough resources and people in-house to work on both things at once. They just, it's up to them to spend. Um, so this conversation has gone just slightly off the rails. But it all goes back to what my set four hopes are. My set four hopes is that it's just good. Every set seems to start out hot for two weeks, maybe three. There's a lull, and then we just start a new set. They come out too hot too fast. I don't expect that changing mid-year. I think we just need to start accepting, at least for the rest of 23, that that's how it's going to go. Moving forward, that shit's got to stop. That's got to change. But we're mid-game cycle right now. They've planned out all this content already. I don't, I don't necessarily see them making a giant change. But the biggest thing for me, going through all the things we just talked about, is making the Team Affinity cards 99s. That would actually bring forth the lineup diversity that we do not have right now in this game. You're instantly, instantly pushing a button and inserting 30 new 99s that could be on people's God squads into the game. There's a high chance that one or two of those players are some of the player base's favorite cards. It would help so much with not pitching to the same exact lineup every single game. Set four needs to kill it. Set three started hot and then kind of sucked. Set two was mostly bad. Set one was a lot of fun. It's been a while since we've been just 100% positive it'll be the show. Set four is a good time to start. And that's, that's where I'm going to end my rant for today. Everybody, thank you for listening to the show, the podcast. In the comments below, let me know your hopes for set four. Are you confident that MLB The Show and SDS are going to make good decisions? Are you 
are you not even playing the game anymore? And plus, if you're not playing the game anymore, thank you for still listening to this podcast because I'm just a moron who talks about this game and it makes a little boy all sorts of excited that you still listen to me even if you don't play anymore. But regardless, I'm hoping for good things. I am excited for a content drop. We don't know what it's going to look like yet, but it's a content drop, so I'm excited for it. Generally, the first night of a new set is fun. Then it's TBD from there. But I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to grinding it with you guys. We will see when I'm live this week. I actually think Thursday night on Twitch, twitch.tv slash kdjtv, there's a shot. I'll hit the live button. Um, I cannot stream tonight, Tuesday night. I have family visiting from out of town. But otherwise, we were going to be uh, balls to the wall with set four content, videos and and streams and whatnot. So that is going to be it for this episode, guys. Thank you for making it to the end. I appreciate you all. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. See you next time.